Listen, listen, listen. Who told you that? Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Who Told You That? Yo, thank y'all for being here another week. This is the show where we get real. We get vulnerable. We have those conversations that you think about, but that you really don't talk about. And that's what we do. We air it on on this show. In today's episode, this is a very, very special episode. We got my sister and we got my brother-in-law, Ashley and Malachi Williams. They're going to bring the realness. We're going to talk about guarding your vision. We're going to talk about not doing this vision and this life alone. We're going to talk about how it feels when you do feel alone. We're going to get into starting right where you are, having no excuses. You're going to get so much out of today's episode. So tune in, buckle up, and let's get to it. But first, let's have a message from today's sponsor. Today's message is brought to you by House of Teens. House of Teens, Inc. has been involved in various types of social activities that caters to families in need. That is included but not limited to free summer camps, midterm school drives, food distribution, and their annual hot Christmas party and toy giveaway. This has been possible with only continued support of people like you who have offered to help them both in cash and kind. And this year, they are shifting their focus to a population of youth that are not usually serviced during the holidays, which are the teens. They are aiming to fill their stockings with love, as well as provide an evening of teen-only Christmas fun. They have chosen to select the number of teenagers for this year's Hot Christmas 2021 and are requesting that you kindly make a gift card donation of $25 to $50, enabling them to give a gift card to each teen in attendance at the party. If you would like to support House of Teens, please look in the description for their info. What you waiting for? Do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest here today. Actually, two special guests on the Who Told You That podcast. We have Ashley and Malachi Williams, the uh, president. Wait, don't talk yet. I have not done. Stop <laughs> the introduction. Hold on a second. Inter- inter- interrupting me. President of House of Teens. They are a community youth advocate, activists, and amazing at everything they do. Because I should know, because they just so happen to be my sister and brother-in-law. And, and, and I hope that they read from the script that I gave them. And let's get this started, because it is a blessing that I am your brother. And uh, I'm going to turn the floor over to them. Now, why don't you all go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do, how you got into it, and whatever else you want to say. All right. Well, thank you for that beautiful introduction. I am your sister. So it is an honor to be on your show. Um, so first, I'll introduce myself. I am Ashley Williams. I'm Malachi Williams. And as he stated, we are uh, Malachi being the president. I am the secretary of House of Teens, Inc. I mean, as well as some other ventures, which we'll talk about, hopefully. Um, but uh, we are youth advocates. We, uh, man, we started this. 2011. And we got into it just um, by the grace of God. Um, This is our passion. We love the youth. We believe that there's a place for this next generation. And we are just doing our job um, trying to get them into position so they can be in position for us when we get older. So like what she said, um, just with a little bit more excitement. (laughs) So uh, we are youth advocates and our mission is to uh, provide an atmosphere where teens can thrive. Essentially, there's places for everybody, like she said, uh, but for some reason, our teenagers kind of fall through the crack because they are at crossroads and a lot of people do not know how to deal with that. 
And so God has blessed us with the ability to kind of speak their language. So you can call us like a like team whispers. You know what I mean? That's what we do. So we whisper to them, get yourself together. Get it together quick. So that was my joke. You can laugh, Nick. I mean, otherwise we're just going to just like leave. Because it wasn't uh, really that funny. It was concerning. <laughs> All right, so. All right, well, uh, babe, no, we got another interview right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you yeah, said, but that's what we do. So, <laughs> um, we're, yeah, so we're just really out here in the community. Yeah. We're in, we're based in Vegas. Um, we're, no, ba- we're growing, we're growing, so maybe, yeah, we're, you know, we're trying to expand. Um, but that's just what we do. Um, we do a summer camp, we do after school programming, um, we do many different programs to try to just keep the, the kids engaged um, throughout the year. Um, especially mainly in like um, really, I don't want to say urban areas, but uh, really uh, low income areas, you know, that's the places that people don't want to go. Yeah, the places that people don't want to go, you know, where there's a lot of latchkey kids. If you don't know latchkey kids are, those are the kids, you know, whose parents are working. um, And so, you know, they're kind of left to their own devices. I was one of those. Nick was one of those. I'm sure Malachi himself, so that, you know, those are things that we can attest. That's our upbringing. You know, we were those kids. My mom worked. So I've been one of those kids. So I know that, you know, you can kind of find yourself in trouble. So what better way than to expose them to things? So we do art, we do music, things that they may not have access to on a normal basis and kind of give that to them. So some of them have even found gifts that they didn't even know they had. So it's just really just giving them an outlet to express themselves that keeps them out of the street or, you know, doing some of the things that, you know, kids do. So that's just what, that's really our drive. They do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. That's amazing. No, that that's beautiful. And I want to know like what it was, how was it when you first started House of Teens? Like let's the first year, you were like, Malachi, oh my God, I think we should start a house. <laughs> Is that how it was, Malachi? Or was or that's how it actually started. wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. So we actually have to give credit and kudos to our founder. Uh, his name is Kevin Alexander. He started House of Teens in 1999 here in Henderson, Nevada, which is a, a, a suburb of uh, in Nevada, a little close to uh, Vegas. Um, he actually started it um, as a outlet for kids um, for because his son um, was uh, dibbling and dabbling in drugs and his outlet was music. So he allowed his son and his friends to start a band in his uh, garage. And then it kind of branched off from there. And so he started wait, holding. Wait, um, wait, moving ahead, sorry. He did start in his garage. And the reason why House of Teens was formed was because right. they kept calling the police. Right. Oh, the kids got playing it. Playing the drums in the garage. But he, they didn't know that he was actually trying to keep them off the street. Right. And so once he saw the police coming around, you know, five, six times mm-hmm. in one month, he said, I need to find somewhere where they can just be teens. And that's where you get the coin, House of Teens. House of Teens, right. Yeah. Because he wanted it to be a one-stop shop, a safe haven for kids. And so that branched off. um, And he would have a a battle of the band. So where he would get other teenage bands and they would have these, you know, battles. And so in 2000, I want to say in 2014, he actually was in the process of looking for someone to take over because he's up in age and it's just no longer, he wasn't in 2012. I'm sorry. He wasn't able to um, keep up the demand and he just wanted to go a different route. And 
he found Malachi. And literally since 2012, we have been running it. Um, and sadly, he just passed away uh, about yeah. two weeks ago. So we're really trying to really put House of Teens on the map in honor of him. Um, and so we're really just, we were grinding. We're really grinding just to get our name out there. Really just, if anything, even if it, if it's just to get one kid off the street, one kid and out of, you know, a, a bad situation, keep him instead of going to a gang or to, to drugs or even going to sex or even shoot, just being in the house, just being a bum. If we can get that one kid and provide them a, an, an avenue and a, a, a sanction where he can find peace, he or she, you know, can find peace and just be that, that, that place of peace for that child. Even if it's just the one we, we did our job. And I believe our, my goal now, I think our goal, you know, is to really just make Kevin proud, you know, with him, you know, he's not here, but I, I believe that he, he, he sees us. He gave it to us and we're going to do it, do it justice. So what's, what were some of the biggest like obstacles that you would say would be with the house of teens, but also biggest obstacles, but how has you guys doing house of teens? Like, how has that made you grow in other areas as well? Right. So initially we had programs. So we didn't have House of Teens as a full-fledged nonprofit organization. We had Radical for Love. Mm-hmm. And so we moved to Vegas in 2008, um, but we actually, from 2003, we were doing uh, uh, True Love Weights. And so going from True Love Weights for five years to coming to Las Vegas, where Sin City, um, we implemented Radical for Love and then transitioning into House of Teens, the biggest or some of the biggest things that we had to come across is um, different demographics. Mm -hmm. So Phoenix is a very conservative state. Las Vegas is Sin City. So it's the opposite (laughs) dark night. So you can't come to Las Vegas saying true love waits. You have to literally find a balance that will speak to the demographic. So there is a lot of nonprofit organizations that do great work. There is a lot of nonprofits that could do better work if they understood their demographics. So one thing that we had to do was literally understand our demographic and the demographic that was in front of us was a more free spirited demographic. And so one of the biggest hurdles that we had to to come uh, uh, or, or jump over was how do we marry uh, Radical for Love with Sin City? And it's not so much a hurdle so much as it is a greater, I want to say responsibility. It's not so much more work. It's just more responsibility. And that can be translated as more work, but it's really just putting your feet to the pavement, going out there, knocking on doors, asking questions and stuff. So that that was one of the greatest hurdles that we've experienced with the transition between uh, Radical for Love being in Las Vegas and merging it into or with uh, House of Teens Inc., making that House of Teens the focus and everything uh, under it, you know, encompassing the, the, the music, the art, the abstinence, you know, so... Yeah. So for me, I would say it would be honestly, uh, is it retaining? Yeah. Retaining the kids, keeping them focused uh, focused and having, you know, legit and thriving programs or outings, whatever it is that we do to keep them. um, Because for we technically don't have a, you know, house per se. um, So 
just keeping them interested enough to keep coming to the next event or the next program, just keep, because, you know, kids, they get bored easily. Yeah. And so just being able to keep a kid for a year, you know, and seeing them through the next phase or the next age group or whatever that looks like, just getting them to that next phase, I think would be the the, the hurdle. And I'm like, and it's a joy to see it when it does. We've had, um, there's, I think we had a group of girls that we've had probably for since the beginning, yeah. um, since we've taken over. So just that having that, a core group of kids and that was one of the, the, the one of the largest hurdles because we kind of see some in, we see them go, but to see the group, the ones that stick it out and that you get to, you're able to uh, navigate kind of their, the, the, their adolescence with them, their steps, and then also just kind of seeing them grow. That's, I think, was the, is the biggest hurdle for me. Well, I think, but, but just to speak to that, that's, that's, that's a big hurdle. Mm-hmm. And the so just to add to that is actually going behind that teen and saying, hey, mother, yeah, parent, yeah. you know, guardian, can you please be uh, dedicated right. as much as your teenager wants to be? Because right. we're dealing with teens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so their attention span is that short. Yeah. You know? So the parent participation was something that was like, and this is this is where we at now. We're talking about nine years, nine years in as far as on this side of the tracks. But. With Radical for Love, it was very easy, you know, to get the parents in because they want all of their kids. It's an abstinence program, right. you know Who what I mean? So yeah, they, you know, save yeah. But when you start speaking to things like trying to convince the mm-hmm. parents that I know this isn't um, anti-sex or anti-drug uh, or anti-gang, but it's pro-art, pro-music, pro-education, pro. Right. Uh, you for them know, to see the benefits in it, yeah, you and know, it's, it's, to make the sacrifice. Yeah. Sometimes you may have to come bring your child yeah. up here, or hey, yeah. we're going on an outing. They're going to participate in this yeah. event. You're going to have and to it's, bring and them. And it's going to benefit yeah. them in the long yeah. run as it pertains to their, you know, uh, their professional true. career so or their college career. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't mean to say it in a bad way, but sometimes parents want to hear um, a nonprofit servicing the dark side. Versus just saying, let's just push the light, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So they would rather take their child to a, a AA meeting than come bring them so I could take them to a free concert, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, you know what I mean? Or, or what is it, the Symphony Hall or the, uh, yeah. uh, what's the one that they got down here? You know, know, instead of going to go see a stage play, they would, they would be more apt to take them to an AA meeting because yeah. those are quick results, you know yeah. what I mean? And so, yeah. so this is like being proactive. Yeah. I think that's good that y'all put in the that y'all doing making the parents get involved because that's that's all that's like also mending families. It's like exactly that's the whole goal. And that's one of our goals. That's the whole goal. We say it's keeping the family together because it, we believe yeah. that it starts from the head and it trickles mm-hmm. down. So if if we can help, you know, and and it also, you know, again, the demographic that we're servicing, we're servicing, you know, single a lot parent. of single parent mm-hmm. homes. So where, you know, it's just the mom. So, you know, we can or be in it's just or it's just sometimes. the dad. Sometimes we have seen instances, yes, where it's yeah. just the dad, it's a single Shout father. Shout out to the fathers. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so trying to mend that gap where now you have an outlet to be together with your child, you know, instead of you guys being at home in separate mm-hmm. rooms. Well, now, hey, we're just in, we're inviting you to a family game night yeah. where now the, the children can see their, their mother or father engaging with them. And it's outside of the confines of, you know, hey, we're just sitting down to watch a movie. You know what I mean? So it really, now you're seeing your mom or your, your dad or you're seeing your parent, whatever the case may be, 
um, and another life. You're seeing them letting their hair down, have yeah. fun. You're not just seeing them stressed out. Well, I got to pay yeah. this bill or and I got to do that. Yeah. So we're giving, you know, so yeah. we're really trying to get, keep the family together where it's not, you know, there's not a breakdown. Where, where is it breaking? Okay, there's a communication. Well, how can we aid that? Well, let's have a, a, a night where we just sit and we talk about just what's going on just in day-to-day life. And then yeah. it might open up a door for a child to speak where they may not have felt comfortable or the parent to say something, you know, and you, we all kind of learn together. And, you know, even us being young parents, we don't have all the answers. So we're, we're learning from them as well. You know what I mean? So it's really, it's a conglomerate, um, really one of those situations where it's like, we're aiding one another. So you did ask a question. You said, well, how has this helped you in other areas? And I think that that is where it's helped us with us being a- available to these others, these other kids. It's also shown me as a mother, well, okay, well, although my child may not be struggling in this area, you know, we have a, we're a two-parent household, but that doesn't mean that the ball can be dropped in communication. So now let me be more open to hear what you have to say. I want, you know, how was your day at school or whatever, how a little conversations, it, it's causing me to be more open with my children because I don't want them to be, you know, feel shut off or shut down. So that area and then it's just really just really giving me a, another outlook on just life in general, just realizing that we we all don't have the same struggle, but in some way that it's taught, you know, it, it can be just we're all one conversation away from a light bulb clicking, if that makes sense. So it's like, you know, just really just being more open and and, and just understanding that, man, life is real That's <laughs> and beautiful. tough. And so, yeah. So for all those parents listening, you have permission to get all up in your kids' business. And uh, <laughs> definitely, yes. please do. Please do, right? Man. Those cracks in communication, that's where that's where the downfalls happen. It, it, it starts there. It can be something as simple as just not even asking how their day went at school. Just opening that door alone literally can open so many other avenues where that one that one question can literally open them up to, and you'll find out so much. You'll find out so much. And it's a breakdown also because you got to think, you know, a lot of us were taught, you know, you you shut your mouth. You're not allowed to, you know, if it, if it looks like disrespect with well, some of that stuff, you know, we have to relearn some things. And it's like, OK, well, my child, I want to give them the openness to express, hey, I did not like that you said this, not in a disrespectful way, but then you can then explain to them, hey, well, this is why I said that. And it opens up. And so it's not just a a a dictatorship, but the child feels that they're open you know, to being more vulnerable with you. So, and and again, learning that as from what we've seen, these children don't have an outlet to be able to speak their mind. They just want to say sometimes, hey, mom, I'm angry. Today, this happened at school. My teacher said this, but because they're afraid, well, now I'm going to be said that I was back talking to my teacher and now I'm in trouble. No, give them the floor to open up and speak and you'll, you'll learn a lot about your child. You even learn a lot about yourself. I think that that's like one of the biggest things that this world needs right now is um, yeah. the kids learning that communication skill. Cause mm-hmm. I, cause it's like, they have a superpower. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. the kid can have a superpower by the way that they communicate, yeah. but also the parent, by the way that they receive and also right. communicate back. Cause like right. you said, I think there is this dictatorship in the household where it's like, do the dishes right now when I say so. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than, you know, then it can be an argument that's called that the kid doesn't do it. So yeah. it's like, yo, the kid can be like, I'll do it, but do you need me to do it right now? Mm-hmm. And the parent can be like, oh no, I don't need it done right now. Like these little things of communication right. and right. just like, I think that that's so, 
That's so dope right. that y'all have this house of teens and are doing this. You know, it's funny. Like, I saw Ashley, I've known you my whole life. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, when you was talking about Radical for Love and all these things y'all was doing, I was like, I, I never saw that in you. No disrespect, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I never... Um, are you sure you know what you're doing? Like, re- I'm just kidding. So <laughs> no, but I'm, so, I'm proud. Like, quick amazing. fact. What? So do you remember Axe, the Axe House? Yes. Okay. So I've experienced, so for those listening, so when I was a teenager, me and Nicholas, that's what you call yourself, right? Mr. Phelps? Or do um, I say? Listen, don't be airing <laughs> out my business. I'm just my yes, bad. Nicholas, we were me. again, we talked about latchkey kids. We were those latchkey kids. Our we were our mom was a single mom and she worked her butt off. She so she worked. So there was a an organization. We there was a church across the street from us, and they opened up an after-school place. It was a house that they had on their property and they opened it up to kids. Well, I went to that thing and I learned so much. And I remember when I was 14 years old, they took me to this place called Horses in the Hood. Nicholas, you did not go. I do remember because you I don't remember what the heck you did, but Nicholas didn't go. But I went and for a week (laughs) (laughs) and for a whole week, they took us out of the city of Los Angeles, out of our Watts, California. They took us out the city. And for a whole week, I had a horse that I was able to groom feet and then learn to ride and then at the end of the week we did a writing show who does that and so you was going for a whole week and i didn't even notice (laughs) (laughs) i do not remember this that so for a whole week and that stuck with me wait though you asked the question who does this first you got to let right where were you all at we were in the hood of hoods. We right. lived in Watts, Watts, California. Okay. So if you, you know what I mean? Y'all see it on the movies. It was it was just like the movies look. Mm-hmm. We lived there. We lived in a house in Watts. And I mean, again, I wouldn't take away that, that, that experience for nothing. It made me who I am. And I, as a teenager, I remember after that, I said, when I left that, that, that horse thing, I said, when I get older, I'm going to do this for kids. I said that to myself. And then Right after that, another lady took over. Her name was Miss Simmons. I wish I could find this lady to this day. She would, again, take us out of the hood, and she would take us to Lamert Park. If you guys have watched Moesha or something, that's Lamert Park. They would have um, they would have weekly uh, African dance classes. She took us there faithfully every week. Then she would take we would take the lessons that we learned there, and she would enroll us in uh competitions and dance competitions and we would go around LA participating in dance competitions doing African dance again something that I had no experience no exposure to no experience not to slight my mother in anything but it was just because my mother was not available so another person who understood the 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 importance of community and the importance of seeing in something in children that they did not see in themselves took us out of our environment and took us to places that myself and these other and these other kids would not otherwise have had experience. That said, that set with me. And from that moment on, I always said, I'm going to be that to a child. And ever since then, since from, I'm at this point, since 20 until now, I'm now 33, 34, 34. That has been my mission. I want to be, I wish, I want to be that to a child. I want to be able to take a child that lives in the hood and take them out of their environment. And that's been my mission. That's why I've been doing what I've been doing. 
that's crazy that you <laughs> wouldn't have known that. But again, that comes, you know, that no, that's I, that is crazy. <laughs> I forgot about the axe house and yeah. you were gone for a week. I probably <laughs> had a lot of peace during that time too. Didn't hear you crying. Um, so that's <laughs> I, I also do want to give a shout out to our mom too, because she would yeah. to take us on drives, yes. remember to like yep. To just Whittier and other places, Whittier, just random drives. She used to take me to places you guys didn't even go. We would oh, go again, to so you're the castles. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there was these these castles um, that they have that are uh, well known castles, and you can go take tours. She would take me on the weekends, and we'd go view these castles way out. Who wow. knows where? Um, we'd we'd go to, talk to a mother and so just, talk about yeah, that. These experiences were just eye openers for me like hey there's something outside of watts there's something outside of this gun ridden gang ridden neighborhood right that, you know what i mean and it's like unless i didn't if i didn't take those trips i wouldn't have known so we've learned that there's children that have never been outside of the west side of las vegas they've or north side they've never been to a play they've never been to a skating rink some of them have and, and it's crazy because it you know, that's kind of like, oh, you can do that any given day, but they haven't. They don't know those things. And so it's like me taking children to a skating rink, which we have. That was their first time skating. And they're 15 and 16 years old. Wow. Y'all blessing. Passing it on. Passing yeah, but it I'm on. I'm sure, you know, Malachi kind of has the same story. His mom did the same. Malachi, would you like to share Malachi? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't you speak for Malachi. He will talk up when he wants to. <laughs> nah, that's amazing. So that brings me to my next question. Since y'all, you know, y'all launched these things for these kids and it's beautiful to see. And so now I want to know what was y'all greatest failure in doing all of this and what have y'all learned from it? And even, not even in just doing all of this, whatever y'all want to share in life, mm -hmm. whatever. And what did y'all learn from it? Well, it's it's kind of broad. We we haven't been through a lot, so you know, being at this age and seeing so much, her coming from California, me coming from Phoenix, her living in a gang-infested neighborhood, me actually being in a gang in Phoenix in a gang-infested neighborhood where uh, Phoenix isn't known for its gangs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's known for I don't know what it's known for to be honest with you, but. It's heat. Yeah, that's why everybody... But Phoenix got some rough spots. Because I remember when we first yeah. went to Phoenix, they're like, don't go on the west side or the south side. That's what they were kept yeah. telling us. Right, right. And that's where, you know, that's where it is. So in like every other city, there's a hood, you know. So, I mean, there's been... So in marriage, I think we've failed as Christian, uh, as a Christian couple. Like our faith is so locked into Christ. That's where, you know, House of Teens is a faith-based non-profit. Uh, um, Radical for Love was a faith-based program and still is. Um, that's that's just all we know is Christ, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think one of my personal greatest failures and what I've learned from it is a lot is that everything does not have to be tied back to that particular church building, mm -hmm. um, but to Christ. So there's a big distinction between, uh, and I know we haven't like said weighed into it or nothing like that, but there's like a big distinction between the church and Christ. So everything that we do is unto the Lord, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be directly tied to that church because the pastor, which I've learned, pastors have their own vision. 
nonprofit organizations, they have their own vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're faith-based or community-based nonprofit, you're still community-based nonprofit because you're the liaison between and something that you all said uh, that she was, that Ashley was speaking to, uh, she did this with a mother. Mm-hmm. So the Axe House was just a house that was aiding the mother mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. it could alleviate, you know what I mean? And so one of my greatest failures, I feel like, um, as a married Christian nonprofit organization owner was missing opportunities that could have benefited both the church, mm-hmm. that particular church and various communities uh, by saying, well, yeah, if it doesn't tie directly back to the vision of that particular church, we can't do it. Um, and don't get me wrong. We were young when we started this. We were young when we started Radical Flow. We was 23 and 20. You know what I mean? Like literally uh, doing things kind of ahead of our time like you said you didn't even know Ashley had it in her we didn't know we had it in us you know what I'm saying we didn't know we were just being led by God to do a work not knowing that our peers now who we call peers they didn't do it as quick as us they didn't do it as fast they didn't get the results that they needed like as quick as us because we were literally led by God and when you're led by God in anything you're going to have that moment where it's a crossroads and you may make a wrong decision But what I learned from it is don't listen to anybody. Literally, do not listen to anybody. Just stay the course and listen to God's voice because if he led you there, truly he'll pull you from there. You know what I mean? And take you to the destination. So, you know, I just learned like, and we don't share everything with everybody because there's a lot of people who have tried to do what what we're doing out here. And what it does is it places the child in a state of confusion and then they have to decide who's authentic and who's not. And that can be tough on a child and a parent after they've been burned two and three times. And then they finally come across the authentic one. But, you know, I love the Bible and I love what God says. He said, the truth shall make you free. You know what I mean? And so they get to see the authenticity based on the past results and the current conversation or the current dealings now. So it's just taught us not to, you know, accept everything yeah. and not to deal with everybody. And, and literally yeah. just, if God say go, we go. Yeah, you know, so yeah. No, I love that. I love that you uh, hit on the fact also, like, uh, don't don't listen to anybody. I think yeah. that that's like that's one of the biggest things because mm-hmm. people could talk you out of things. People could talk you into a whole nother vision that you was like, wait a second, this does not look like anything what we started. And we've experienced yeah. that. That's true. Yeah, because people want. So let me, if I can. You can do whatever you want on this podcast. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Tia. Thank you. Uh, No. (laughs) So one thing that I learned was like, so just to speak to the founder, Kevin had a vision and I had a vision. And it's it's just like dating in business and in, in regular relationship. Like if I come into this marriage with a child and you coming into this marriage with a child, now we're a blended family, right? And so we literally have to kind of, tread the waters lightly just to see if this blended family can actually blend. And so without trying to take away from his vision from House of Teens and taking away my vision from Radical Love. So I have the programming, but you have the nonprofit. So you ain't got no programming, but you have a nonprofit. Okay, so now how are we going to make this work? Well, I want to do music. Well, I want to do art. Well, I want to do uh, for the, and I want to do for the white community. Well, I want to do for the black community. My partner, by the way, is uh, he was 69 and he was white. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and everything that comes with that. Um, and I was shoot, I'm I was 28 
and everything black and everything that comes from uh come with that and so our relationship was very odd but we were able to marry it without compromising, compromising either either vision. either vision and what happens is in 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 relationships with with our nonprofit with our nonprofit we learned that if anyone came and we had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. if anybody came to distort or take from the original uh, purpose or goal or mission or vision from House of Teens, then we didn't have a place with them and they didn't have a place with us because that's what people will do. You know what I mean? It's kind of distort and taint. And we didn't we didn't want that, but we had to learn that over time. But if someone came and was all like, you know what, I think that we can be in partnership and relationship. Well, why is there a hesitation? I'll jump right in and let's go. You know, and we've had some good I mean, I know it's Sin City, you know, that's what everybody think of Vegas, but man, there are some good people beyond the strip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all they see is the glamorous lights and the, and the and whatever Vegas produces, but behind the uh the strip, man, there's some good people out here really advocating for our youth, for our single mothers, for our single fathers, you know, for unfortunately the addicts, even the vets, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people out here. And that's what we try to do. Find out where we can fit in with them and where yeah. they can fit in with us so we can actually, you know, build up the community together stronger. So, that's it. That's beautiful. I think that, <laughs> don't laugh. That's just beautiful. That's all I had to say was that's amazing because not a lot of, well, because not a lot of people care to give back. Not a lot of people care to be like, yo, man, I'm going to go help this kid. I'm going to go help. Yeah. Even some people who grew up like us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They you know, it's still some of that mentality, which I understand because when you grow up, you know, how we grew up, you know, in the hood life, right? There's yeah. a scarcity mindset. So it's like, yeah. I got to get all I can. Yeah. Ain't nobody can for me. It's easy to yeah. stay in this mindset of like, Psh, this this is this is me against the world. Yeah. But y'all coming and be like, this is us. Yeah. yeah. I'm pulling. And it's not. And it's like, I love that you, I love that you pointed out that, um, what was his name? Ke- um, Kevin. 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 That Kevin was mm-hmm. white. I love that you yeah. pointed that out because it shows like when you say this is us, we're not just yeah. talking about a single race. This is exactly humanity. Like, yo, let's come yeah. together, build this community. Yeah. Let's do this. Yes, this mm-hmm. is a, a Christian-based mm-hmm. house of program. But guess what? We're going to reach out and love you beyond yep. whoever you are, <laughs> whatever yeah. you believe. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's just... Y'all dope. I mean, can I just well, say thank, thank you, you, man? Thank but you. There, there's a lot of people out there. I just want to say this one second. There's a lot of people out there that want to do it, but don't know how. And so with us being like that, that, that middle ground between the, the, the neighborhood and the child, between the school and the child, the church and the child, jobs and the child, with us being that, I think it's a buffer. I think that that's what we are, a buffer, right? With us being that, um, it gives people the opportunity to sow into that mm. because they can't. So there's a lot of hustlers, right? Shout out to all the hustlers out there. Um, there's a lot of business owners. Shout out to all the business owners out there. There's a lot of pastors. Shout out to all the pastors out there. Shout out to all the donors who can't do what we do, but they sow in. Mm-hmm. Now, this is how they sow in. They money and they time, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of, and their resource sometimes. Sometimes it's their resource. But what I learned is, there is a lot of more people that's like me and Ashley. They just don't have time for it or they don't have time to figure out how, how right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So like you got the Axe House, right? Shout out to the Axe House. Um, 
they found people and they were they were the people inside the hood that said we'll take on this because we know how yeah. you know what i'm saying but all we do is need you to walk alongside us some kind of way to make sure that we get the job done so i just feel like honestly there's a lot more of us out there and i pray to god that you know if if someone is listening get with your local nonprofit organizations and just see what they need you know yeah. I mean, you'll be surprised you'll be how much surprised. Yeah, how much you will yeah you know learn from it grow mm-hmm. from it and how much they will grow just by your participation mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. very true yeah so yeah so that's no that's that's interesting because like you said there are a lot of people that want to be want to do what you are doing so your your advice would be to get with your local nonprofit. but what if somebody's mm-hmm. like well i want to do what y'all doing like what's what's a they quick piece of advice My advice, honestly, would just be to start something as simple as if you're in a if you're in one of these neighborhoods, if you and you want to or if you know, if you're you're in a suburb, man, we've learned. Yeah, you 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 can help in any facet, in any neighborhood, in any city, anywhere, anytime, anytime. It's always somebody that needs help just because, you know, you know, depression, suicide drug abuse, all of these things are not just limited to just, you know, the, the low income. That's what we've chosen to service, but we would never turn away someone that came from a suburb. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're, we've learned that they're, they're struggling just as well. They may not have the component of, you know, of, of a of being a latchkey kid or being, you know, left to their own devices or being a single parent household. They may just have two parent houses where their parents are always home. They have more than enough food, but there's still something missing. There could still be the breakdown of communication. So even if you can just be the liaison, um, starting something as simple as let's have a meetup in the park, let's have a community mm-hmm. gathering, yeah. you know what I mean? In your neighborhood, we literally, I think that's, we started so weird that it wasn't something like we we said, we're going to go out and seek the the, the 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 city commissioners and we're going to go do this and this that came later yeah. on it literally started yeah they sought us out, yeah, sought us out. we went it was something as simple as we're going to pick a community and we're going to set up shop there and that's what we did we picked a community and it just it, it kind of grew from there it went from but even before even, that, before, even, even before that i just want to chime in even before that so because you asked for what advice would we give right like she said just so just start mm-hmm. okay so um i would say do it and don't care mm-hmm. right just don't care just okay. do it don't care and and the reason why is because we were in sin city when we did radical mm-hmm. for love conferences we didn't have a church we didn't have a building yeah. no one knew us mm-hmm. no one understood who we were we just had a passion for the youth and that's the thing Whatever your passion is right. for, if your passion is for making sure that dogs are healthy, yeah. then make sure that dogs are healthy. Yeah. Our passion is for the teens because we felt personally that they fall between the cracks. Mm-hmm. And so our passion was we'll be that catcher in the crack to make sure that they don't fall. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we first started off, we didn't have buildings. We didn't have, All we had was a conversation mm-hmm. and time to do it. We walked, we literally walked, knocked on doors handed pamphlets out. We didn't have a website. We didn't have business cards. We didn't have nice suits, shiny, nothing. We didn't have that. And believe it or not, when we did our first conference, it yielded over 500 kids, 500 kids. And we had that thing packed out. And we didn't know that uh, other churches or other organizations had never done that. We thought that we were just getting in, falling in line, but we we didn't know that we was the standard. And so you'll be surprised. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll be yeah, surprised once you start. Mm-hmm. You'll be su- surprised what kind of a standard you are for that particular area. So I'm yeah. with her. Yeah, just, just start. start. Just Find start. out what it is that you actually want to do. If you want to work with children, what better way than to start with your children's school? Yeah. Build a rapport with the yeah. children's principal. That's what yeah. we did that. So did. We yeah. went and we started with our children's school. Not so, well, That's when it became more community when we started doing other things we literally everywhere that we've done we start with where we were where at. at we were living in don't yeah. try to go over don't there. try to go yeah no, start, start where, where you're you at, at. And, we and yeah know that we started with our church yeah. branched out then yeah. we went to do community. community we started with the community we were living yeah. in we did a community we uh gave toys turkeys. and turkeys no, no, we did thanksgiving, we did thanksgiving yeah. uh thanksgiving. and then we did toys for christmas all to our community. Yeah. Then when we wanted to branch after, out, after school programs, mm-hmm, we wanted to we do programming within a school. We started with the school tutoring, our kids went yeah. to. So we started, we built a rapport with the principal and it ended up us adopting their school. And we did a big Christmas extravaganza for them. Yeah. Again, something that they were not used to. It was really just starting with who's in reach, who's in grab. So finding your niche, if it's going to be, like he said, dogs in, who, it, go to the local um Dog, dark park, dark park of uh, uh, animal, animal control. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not animal control, but the what animal is it? Hospital. Animal hospital. Yeah, the go best. there. So best. just it's, but, yeah, it's whatever it's called. What is it called again? No, that's um, that's so yeah. for all the people who sit in here and um, you feeling convicted right now. Uh, well, <laughs> good because no more excuses. <laughs> <laughs> start where you are. Yeah, yeah start, start where you are. are. So there was there's a uh, I'm, I would say this don't care. All right. Don't, yeah, care. don't care. Do it and don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, who said that? They said, uh, do what you can, mm-hmm. where you at with what you have. Mm-hmm. I think it was Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Do what you can with what you have right where you are. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, there it is. That's some beautiful advice. So listen to um, these two experts and also Theodore <laughs> Roosevelt, OG Theodore. <laughs> no, so... This is um, my last question that I have because we kind of we kind of hidden on this in little ways. Here, okay, so yeah, here is what the question I love to ask on this podcast: mm-hmm. What is a lie you had to overcome in your belief system that was holding you back mm. from who you are now? What do you think? Like you know, if that lie was still yeah. you know happening, how would that have held you back? Huh, that's a really good question. That's not that good of a question. It, no, it actually is a really <laughs> it's not like a mic question. Hey, hold that's on. That's a really good question. Brother, it's a hard question. Questions, but, uh, I'll take that's it. a <laughs> hard question. Um, just choose one line. Just <laughs> so I would go. Don't censor yourself on this podcast. You say I mean, whatever. I'm you not. Say. So I would be. I would think culturally, culturally, and and the demographic and our background from where we come from. We are always told, I mean, we you're always told what we can't do. You know, we're told that school, uh, you know, you finish high school, you graduate, you go to college, and that's your end-all, be-all. That opens all of the doors, and life is grand from there. You know, we're kind of fed that, you know, that's our only way out of the hood. Or, you know what I mean? Unless you become, you know, some type of basketball player or whatever. And honestly, if I'm, I dropped out of high school, didn't finish that. That wasn't the route for me. I'm just now in college, you know? So, and I'm 30 something years old. So I didn't get any of anywhere I'm at. Did I get from by way of a diploma, by way of 
you know, going to school, the traditional what's told to us route. I got here because of literally experience. And it kind of speaks on that. What's the the, the, the whole debate? Nature versus nature versus versus nurture. So it's really, you know, it's not so much tied up into what we what choices we choose on this path that we're told to go on. But really, it honestly is, is God led. Only God has brought me to where I'm at. It, I can I can't place any, you know, accolades to a teacher or school, any of that. And I'm grateful for that. That's for me. I can't say that's for everybody else. But for me, I like the idea where I can only give thanks to God. It's not because of what I, the work that I put in and the, the, you know, all of that. It's the work that I did outside of, again, what the boxes that, that are tried to be placed on us. And then when I think of, you know, just again, culturally and from where we're from, our background, just being literally just told that that's, you know, we're going to always be there. Once you're once you're low income, that's that's your life. That's that's who you're always going to be. Poverty is always going to be attached to you, you know, and just being realizing now that, okay, no, it's not. And at some point I did have I, I just realized this, that I had survivor's remorse where I can't make it out the hood without taking everybody with me. You know what I mean? I have, if I, I, I have to live in the hood forever, you know, just because, so when I do get, you know, financially to a place where I'm able to help, I have to stay amongst you guys because I have to constantly be there to feed you and to do this. And it's like, Hey, no, I'm no, what I'm doing is perpetuating what was already put. So now I'm keeping you in a box because I'm saying you have to stay there as well. And it's like, no, I'm not, I shouldn't have to answer or be, you know, continue to be where you are because I feel like I'm indebted to you because if I get out, you know, I have to stay with my, you know, not necessarily you, my brother, but you know, my fellow brother, Believe my fellow much. poverty stricken, you know what I mean? But I, I, I felt that. And so now I'm at a place where it's like, no, I have to get out in order to le- reach back. And so, you know, I'm not where I want to be financially in no in no way, shape or form. But do I see myself there? Yes. I, yeah. I'm into a place where I'm like where I can actually be more of an aid to that community and those communities where I come from. So where I'm not, you know, I'm not the the statistic of, you know, poverty is going to continue to be attached to my children. No, my children are not going to even know what that is. You know, from the from the standpoint of where, you know, they're able to associate with, you know, I didn't know I didn't have food or lights getting cuts off. Things are those things that I had to experience. They won't know that. And prayerfully, you know, going forward that the next generation that comes with our name, you know, financial stability will be what we're associated with. And and they'll continue on the legacy of, hey, well, we're going to continue to pull out our, you know, those that are in those neighborhoods, those, um, you know, they'll continue to pour into those neighborhoods so that we can get some other um, kids and parents on the same track. Like, Hey, this doesn't have to be my life. I I hope that I explained that right. But that, that would be one thing that, that I learned and one thing, one lie that I'm willing to, and, you know, willingly seeking to put, you know, behind me and to also help some others get, out of that lie as well, because if you've never been in it, you wouldn't even understand that. You wouldn't understand what it feels like to be like, hey, I'm just going to always be poor. You know, I'll never, you know, I'm going to continue to live paycheck to paycheck. You wouldn't understand that. 
But when you've lived on this side of the track, that's so not that that's our norm, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's easy to you just see generations of generations living still stuck in the hood, and they're okay with that because they know nothing different. So you just see generations of generations, some even living in the same household, just continue to grow in the same household, just living off of each other. You know, whoever got money this day, it'll cover us this month, and we just wait for each, you know, the next paycheck to come from whoever. Well, I I, I just want to I want to be different, I, I, and I am, you know, and you as well. I can you commend you as well. I mean, I, you've set your family on a on a different path as well, where that's not what we what we grew up in. That doesn't have to be who we are today. Well, thank and you then, for sharing that because that's beautiful. Malachi, go ahead and Brother Malachi, hey, how you doing? <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <laughs> brother. What would, what would you like to share with us, brother? Hey, you know what? Uh, hey, I just want to share, brother. That's it. So, no, concerning your question, I think the one thing that I had to uh, one lie that's the important part, uh, that I had to overcome in my belief system, um, that was holding us back was that me and Ashley or myself and Ashley was the only ones that believed in the vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Wow. That's a lie. That's a um, there is even people that's going to listen to this podcast. They're going to be in tune with the vision. Some of them. Yeah. Is everybody? No. But there are people out there that will support your cause. If it's genuine, if it's authentic, mm-hmm. if it's true, and if it's within your within the will of God concerning your life. And I don't care what it is. Yeah. You know, our, our love languages, they're uh, multiple. And so I don't care if you're gay, lesbian, straight, black, white, rich, poor, you know, poverty stricken or in the suburbs, it doesn't matter. You know, um, our love for humanity is, is broad because it's true, though, because it's not a facade. Right. One thing that I had to understand because I did come into it, you know, after you hear hearing no, 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 mm-hmm. so many times, mm-hmm. you start to wonder if this is yeah. what I'm supposed to be doing. But you hear loud, like, like when you hear no, for some reason, I don't care how low you hear it, it sounds loud, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that loud no can overshadow that small yes, Malachi, mm-hmm. keep going, Malachi. Mm-hmm. The vision is mine, it's not yours, you know what I mean? And so, I'm just using you, you know, so um, thinking that someone wouldn't give us, you know, 5,000, this lady literally, I promise you, I'm not Mm -hmm. lying to you. This lady literally, we told her what we were doing Mm -hmm. and she had been watching us. Funny story. She literally came to one of our events in need. We didn't even know, but she said, y'all treated me well. And we were authentic to her. We I mean, it was, I don't want to get in too much details just in case if she you knows she hears it. But this is before she had a bag. Yeah. Okay. And then fast forward two years later, and I came across her and I said, Hey, I was wondering if you wanted to donate, you know, the house of teens. She said, Of course. And wrote us a ten thousand dollar check. Mm-hmm. She said, This is why. She said, I've been watching you. Another lady before that, matter of fact, Mm -hmm. she donated $19,000 worth of equipment. Mm -hmm. She said, I've been watching you Mm -hmm. this whole time. And I know what y'all have done because y'all serviced me. Mm -hmm. Y'all helped us out. So it's it's moments like that at your weakest and lowest points Mm -hmm. in life. 
Don't believe that lie yeah. that no one else is believing in your vision. Yeah. As long as you stay true, yeah. authentic, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. genuine, a lot of people is going to fall with you, not behind you. If you're a leader, you know you're going to be trying to train others to be leaders right alongside of you. You know what I'm saying? And so right alongside you, they'll fall mm-hmm. right in line with you. So yeah. that's that would be the lie that we had to overcome. Y'all too deep for this podcast. (laughs) Y'all rehearsed that? Because that was too... No, that was beautiful. So to the the millions of people listening to this podcast, (laughs) thank you for supporting this vision and following along this and just... Yes. This is that. Y'all encourage me because I want to just hit on that real quick. You know the show All American? Mm -hmm. I see All American well. Mm -hmm. I I feel like he... I feel like... I feel like I'm Spencer James sometimes because I feel like I got to pull everybody. When he mm-hmm. went to Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. and then he feel mm-hmm. like he got to pull everybody up from Inglewood. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel too. I had to get over that. Yeah. It was just like, it was kind of crippling. And then you kind of feel yeah. like everybody's against you when you do yeah. make it out. It's weird, right? It's so yeah. weird. And then to uh, Malachi, like I totally relate to that because I think that I'm still overcoming that lie of... Mm-hmm. Does anybody else support the vision? Because, mm-hmm. and I do, I do trace that back to my childhood because I'm always mm-hmm. thinking once something good happens, something bad happens. That's yep. another yep. lie. So it's like, you know, I'm always like, who's against me right now? It's sad that when <laughs> you're fueling your fire of who's against you rather than who's with me, uh-huh, who's right? With me. We yeah. need to swap this like, okay, I know I got people in my corner. Right. Like, who's with me? Right. Uh, and it, it's, all, it's like this popping in my head. It's like that, um, I forgot who the prophet was <clears throat> when he was in the cave. And then uh, God was like, look, we got seven. Oh, I got seven. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I got 7,000. Yes. I'm about to bow. Look, I got people in your corner. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people need to hear that right now. Because especially yeah. living in right now, everybody's separate. Exactly. Right? So to know like, yo, first of all, God has somebody watching you. Mm-hmm. So keep going. And then to um, your point, Ashley, like, if you don't shine, shining how God has made you shine, mm-hmm. you're not going to give the other person permission to shine who's watching. Exactly. You. Like, we need yeah. permission. Like, I'm like, I got permission listening to y'all. Like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm so encouraged. Like, I want to, like, I'm encouraged to keep on going yeah. with the vision and just like, yeah, you never know who's watching, who's going to need your services. That's who wants true. to, who wants to be blessed by helping you? You know what I mean? Because people yeah. want right. to. Right. That's, That's true. And so, um, not too respectful of each other, man. Just talk over no, each other. So like, <laughs> well, but you know how they say numbers don't lie? They do in yeah. some instances. Yeah, that's true. Because, and that's a discouraging thing because you think that the more numbers you mm-hmm. show, those are the ones that support you. No, not, not primarily. You know what I'm saying? I got seniors that support me yeah. that's not even up right now. And it's only 740. You know what I mean? And so literally they're asleep and we're on a podcast right now. So if they if they don't show on this podcast and I don't see that one number raise up, it's like Start, oh man, yeah. you know that's where the doubt come in. But yeah. no, 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 no. Just like and, and I, I'm glad that you pointed out Elijah because he went off of what he could see. Mm-hmm. He didn't go off the sight of Christ. When God gives you a vision, it's literally you're walking into His sight by His vision. Mm-hmm. Wherever He tells you to go, you go. Mm-hmm. And so even if it was no one numbers or no one body showing their support. Him showing his support for me is all the support that I need. You know what I mean? And sometimes we don't, I'm glad that I got a wife, you know, but if I didn't have my wife, I would pray to God that her as a single woman and me as a single man, 
because if we're not together, she ain't with nobody. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I would pray that her vision would still be fueled by, I got an audience of one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, but those who are listening, just know that me and Ashley are supporting you and whatever your vision is. Now, if you worship and saying, I'm sorry, I got to back out. But, um, you know, we are supporting your vision uh, because at the end of the day, sometimes y'all just need to hear that. Yeah, and we need to hear that. Yeah, you know? or just having the mindset alone of it's not even about it's me. It's not about you. If it's you, about the vision. Yeah, the and mission. I think that that alone will always drive you. If you believe that God said sell water, you best sell that water with, with, the, a, smile. with a smile, with the idea that it's not about me. I don't know why God has me doing this, but for whatever reason, he has me doing it. So I have to do it in obedience to believe and understand that it's not about me, but whoever it's for will be blessed by it. However that looks. And I'm like, and it's, and it happens like that in the most weirdest, weirdest ways. You literally, sometimes stuff will happen and you just don't know why it happens. And it can very well be that one person off the subject. uh, I mean, on the subject, but off the subject. So side note, why, why I say this. So I, and that's kind of how I operate. I believe that that can be applied to any facet of your life. Your children, your marriage is not about me. So if it's you, if it's you just apologizing to your children because you actually were wrong, yep. it's not about you. Mm. They need to see that. Mm. You apologizing to them, humbling yourself helps them in the long run because now as an adult, they now understand like, hey, it is okay to submit myself to someone, not in a lowly place, but in a place to where I can get yeah, in a reverence like, hey, it's okay for me to apologize when I'm wrong. So it not only helps them as a child, but then it's see because they, they're seeing their parent who they reverence as a person that's above them. And they've taken the, 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 the humble approach to apologize. That says a lot. It's not about you as the parent. It's really about that child. So it can be something as simple as that. It can be in your marriage. Okay, well, me washing the dishes when I know I did not feel like it is not about you. When now your spouse has seen something, that has seen the selflessness, you when you retired. And so now that puts another level of, of intimacy or whatever it may be into your marriage. It's not about you. Whatever you do in your life, it's not about you. So I'm in school. I thought that I applied for the program for elementary and for I until it was time for me to start. I'm now three. I'm three, three and a half years in almost done. I'm for whatever reason. I don't know what that lady on the phone heard, but she heard secondary education. Now, I had the opportunity to be like, hey, you guys made a mistake. But I knew from that moment something told me and I still don't have a full reason why but i know it's not about me i don't know why the heck that was that choice was made but i'm approaching it as it's not about me whatever god made that whatever the reason why god made that mistake it's for somebody else so even if it's 10 years down the line and it's one child in my high school class that i reach i know that that mistake mistake was for you so it does not always manifest itself in a in a in your timely matter or when you want it can very well very well much be later on down the line but it will happen. But if you operate with, okay, well, God, you told me to do this and it's not about me. Sometimes you may reap the benefits, but it's not always, don't be discouraged when you don't. You may struggle even in between, but as you go on, it may just very well be for that one person, somebody outside of, you know, just you, even if again, it's for your children or for your spouse, just be obedient and open to just really just walking that walk and doing whatever you feel that God has told you to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Would you like to say anything, Nicholas? That was powerful. What I do want to say, because you said it's not about 
me and I've completely you right. So let me just say, babe, get those dishes done. This is not about you. You need to get those dishes done, girl. This is not kidding. No. Or, hey, what I heard was, let me wash the dishes for the intimacy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you oh babe, don't do those dishes. I'm about to get those dishes done. Because blessings upon <laughs> blessings. No. So, but really, that was, man, that's beautiful because it's an act of service. And what is Yes. Service. Yes. When you're doing service, yes. I mean, you don't always reap the benefit, but yeah, man, it's Not just, but you will. You yeah. will, exactly. It's not always fun, but when you yeah. keep your eye on the vision. See, yeah. and I recently learned this. I cannot be sold on the goal or focused on reaching the goal mm-hmm. because I'll get burned out. Yeah. Or if I have my eye on the vision, I can do yes. more to reach that vision. And yeah. so that that's, um, no, that's reassuring to hear. And I'm pretty sure yeah. a lot of people are going to be encouraged by that because especially in this time that we're in, you know, like a lot of people going through hard times, probably questioning. Yeah. They probably started yeah. something, right? Yeah. Or, you know, a year yeah. ago and then all this pandemic happened. They're like, did I do the right thing? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. And so it's time to really like question yourself and say, wait a second. Was I genuine? Like y'all said, was I genuine? Right. Was I, did I really want to do this? If the answer yeah. is yes, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Keep if your I can eyes even on the vision. even more. Like, man, I have I, being transparent and open. We are now how many years into this? So, again, we've been doing this for a very, very, very long time. We are now in 2021. And this is the first time that I can say that we have seen the support financially. We've seen the support in numbers and we've seen the support in 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 um, reputable uh, resources. And I mean that from whether it's from the city, it's from people that can actually help us do what we're trying to do. So if that's not a testimony within itself for us to keep going, we've done this for, again, how, what, 10, over 10 years. And we're and for us to now just now be seeing some of the benefits, that to me is a testament in itself because we could have given up. We've gone broke sometimes behind this. So you know what I mean? And that, again, because we had to, it wasn't about us. So even if sometimes where we had to go without, now don't get me wrong, I don't recommend this. And again, this was, a uh, again, another part of, you know, what you asked, well, what are some things that you were told? Well, I thought that if God told me to do it, that, you know, okay, well, that means we have to be all in, even if it means going without for ourselves. But sometimes that's not always the case, but I'll go back to that. But you know what I mean? So even if it is 10 years down the line and you just see the benefits after that for yourself, I should say, but you see others reaping it, it, it's still worth it. To me, it's worth it. I would not take these 10 plus years, but I would never take them back because we've learned so much. We've grown, not we've matured mentally, spiritually, emotionally through this process. So it's it was for it was not in vain. It wasn't in vain. And then just and again, so I, I don't take it as you know as as a loss so just but i'm happy to that now we can finally see some of the things that we've put out now come back in you know and so if i can just you know encourage that stick it out stick it out if god told you to do it however long it take you will see the 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 benefits on your end at some point you know even if again sometimes you have to even look for it so even if it's in like hey I was able to be a blessing to that family. Even if I didn't have, even if I was able to give them a toy and my children didn't have a toy, 
I saw somebody smile. Maybe it's just because there's an, you know, finding it in any and everything, whatever you can do to, to keep you pushing. Cause sometimes that thought alone may not be it. It may not be like, oh, okay, you know, it's not about me. Sometimes that may, may backfire and then you get upset. Like, oh shoot, well, why isn't it about me? So then now you have to start looking for God in other areas. So just trying to find that glimpse of what's going to keep me to keep going. So again, if it has to just be the vision, like you said, I don't want to get burnt out, but I got to remember the vision. Something at the end of this, you know, is going to be a blessing to somebody else. The vision. So just, man, just sticking it out regardless of what it looks like. Not, you know, yeah. seeing, not being able to just see the what's what you can see with your eyes. Sometimes it takes prayer and, you know, meditation and really just saying like, God, what is this? You know? So, yeah, stay in the flow. Blessing, yeah, blessing yeah. for somebody else, but also blessing for you. And yeah. like you said, yeah, it's not about it's about the person you're becoming yes. as well. That's building you up for the next task that's even exactly. greater. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. man, I would never even be ready if I didn't go through that 10 years of this. Right, right. So true. Yeah. Oh yeah. And also remembering have fun. Have yes. fun with the journey. <laughs> have fun I just doing. wanted to throw that in there because that's something yeah. that I had to learn too. <laughs> Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you all. Goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but let, let the people um let the people know my billions of fun. You see how a number keeps going up? Millions <laughs> to billions. Millions <laughs> of followers. Uh, where they can find you all and support you um, and all the things. All the things. So... Just also okay. wanted to throw that out there. Okay. So yes, we are House of Teens, but we also have a uh, another business. Malachi is a mural artist. Amazing um, strokes, mural artist. Yes, amazing mural artist. Strokes LLC. Um, but you can find him on Instagram at... Yeah, where? Uh, <laughs> uh, Malachi, take the floor. Where can we find you? Thank you. As I was going to say before, I was... <laughs> Listen, I uh, would like to say thank you first. Yes. And then uh, uh, thank you for having us on here. Um, it's been a dope, dope, dope experience, especially for my wife. As you can see, she is so overjoyed. Good I mean, job. When, you have a, when you have a brother like me, she didn't tell the story when I rescued her from a burning building like I told her to, but oh, that's all right. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. Oh, yes, oh man, wait till the next one. The next one. Hopefully you have us back again. Uh, but no, uh, so we do have House of Teens Inc. That's our uh, nonprofit organization. Unfortunately, right now we are dealing with the loss of the founder. Mm -hmm. And so at this particular juncture in our life, we were literally um, getting everything kind of in order and everything. So you don't, we don't have a website or anything like that, but you can follow us on Facebook at uh, House of Teens Inc. Um, and that's on Facebook. And on Instagram is Hot Inc. H-O-T, I'm sorry. Uh, on Instagram, underscore House of Teens, Inc. H-O-U-S-E-O-F-T-E-E-N-S-I-N-C. Um, that's on Instagram and on Facebook, Hot Inc. So again, that's Hot Inc. H-O-T-I-N-C. Um, and then we do, we didn't get a chance to speak to it tonight, but we do have a for-profit uh, company, which God blessed us. Uh, even being diligent with the nonprofit, mm -hmm. God kind of allowed us to uh, spawn uh, from that, a for-profit uh, company. So in our nonprofit, we teach the kids art. Uh, but my for-profit is I'm a muralist. So I do custom shoes and I also do, uh, I paint murals throughout the city, throughout the county, throughout the state. And at this juncture of my life, I'm literally going from state to state painting murals and stuff like that. 
And so God has truly blessed us in that area. Um, and you can actually follow me on Instagram at watch underscore Sparrow. It is uh, our company, Strokes LLC. Um, I'm the main artist right now. So um, you just follow me, watch underscore Sparrow. Yep, follow, and this, you, follow these people, y'all. Follow me. And you can follow, follow me on Instagram at Mrs. Williams to you. Spell that, please. Yes. M-R-S-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-T-O-Y-O-U. <laughs> Mrs. Williams to you. you. <laughs> if you need to uh, get in contact with us, you can call us at 602 <laughs> Again, that's 602 area code 475-0158. Beautiful. Because the yes. my billions of followers, they're gonna be hitting you up. Be like, yes. hey, like I need and to come to my house. And billions of followers that are listening, we are gearing up for our Christmas, Christmas giveaway. giveaway. Yeah. So we are trying to Praise. um so we we're, we have our toys, but we're trying to do so. We're we do we're doing a scavenger hunt in Las Vegas, a Christmas scavenger hunt. So we're trying to get five um, PlayStation fives. PlayStation is it? PlayStation 5. PlayStation so if you 5. want to donate to that fund, you can do so. You can reach out to us at one of those, yeah. um, uh, one and of our handles, or you can even reach out to Nicholas, no, Mr. No, Phelps. I'm going to take all the money if they donate to me. I'm like, y'all didn't get no funds for Christmas. If you want to see what we did um, in some of the previous years, you can actually find some of the pictures of our last scavenger hunt on those handles. Yep. And yeah. We we trying to do it, uh, trying to do it big, but yeah, but man, just again, we thank you, Mr. Phelps, for this this interview. Taking the time out here, appreciate (laughs) y'all, proud of y'all for just keep going strong. Y'all are an encouragement to me, thank you, and to many people. Um, so keep on going, and um, yeah, that concludes this interview with Mr. We ask you questions now. (laughs) No, this interview is done. <laughs> you would not ask me any questions on my own podcast. Yo, I hope you were super encouraged by today's episode. Of course, if this inspired you in any type of way, please subscribe, comment, rate, do all the things so we can get this out to more people. I hope this episode gave you permission to start right where you are and for you to also to realize that you are not alone in your vision and to continue to keep going forward with your dream. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>